You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down the threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. You know, we're always looking for, you know, the adversary's view of, of you know, software supply chains and and we're seeing Kubernetes as a particularly interesting threat surface that people like to take advantage of. That's Scott Fanning. He's Senior Director of Product Management and Cloud Security at CrowdStrike. We're discussing their research on the first ever Darrow cryptojacking operation targeting Kubernetes infrastructure. For folks who aren't uh, working in Kubernetes day to day, can you give us some insights as to what makes it attractive for these sorts of uh, threat actors? Sure. I mean, you know, think of Kubernetes as a uh, orchestration plane for containers. You know, they allow uh, a container, which is an app part of an application, to be scaled across the cloud. Uh, and uh, if the needs of your application increase, it's smart enough to. You know, add more capability, more compute, more parts of the app. And then if it uh, requires to go down, it, it, it reduces, it constricts, you know, it keeps costs down. And so Kubernetes' job is to orchestrate uh, the scaling of applications. And uh, what makes it attractive is that it's kind of the control hub of all these different uh, applications. And uh, if you can get into that, you can start dictating what kind of applications you may want to install, as well as maybe how they behave. Well, let's dig in here with uh, this campaign that's targeting uh, Darrow. Uh, that's a type of cryptocurrency, yes? Yes, uh, it's uh, it's an interesting cryptocurrency. It's it's uh, competing uh, against uh, Monero as well. Uh, it's uh, more efficient, uh, so you can generate coin for less power, less time. So it makes it more attractive. Uh, you know, the, the, the crypto uh, currency market has taken a bit of a dive of late. So any kind of efficiencies you can get uh, is seen as a better return on investment. And so Darrow is, uh, is seen as a, uh, a nice way to uh, monetize, uh, being energy efficient and time efficient as well. I see. Well, let's walk through this campaign together then. I mean, how, how does an organization find themselves falling victim to this? 
So this usually starts off with a very basic premise of having unauthenticated APIs to your Kubernetes, Kubernetes cluster. Um, you know, by default now, uh, when you deploy Kubernetes, you have to put in authentication. But uh, that's a recent advancement. So uh, there are many Kubernetes clusters out there that are uh, open to be used from the outside. And what the adversary does is look for those Kubernetes clusters. Uh, and uh, once it finds one, uh, it decides to take advantage of it. And, and how does it do that? What exactly is it doing here? So uh, what it'll do is that it will um, first I'll do a reconnaissance to, to find uh, which uh, you know, ports are open on the uh, Kubernetes cluster. It's misconfigured. And then what it'll do is that it will ask it to deploy a, what's called a pod on a node, leveraging the, the Kubernetes cluster. This pod is just a small application. And what's novel about this is it uses common DevOps and Kubernetes terms to kind of masquerade itself. So if you're looking really quickly uh, at the directory of processes that are running in your application, uh, you might not see it. But uh, because it, it kind of masquerades itself as a, as a common term, uh, it's very easy. And so it, it, it uses the word proxy API, um, you know, which you know, sounds very uh, you know, DevOpsy, and oh, everyone uses a proxy. So it kind of masquerades itself and then you know, deploys uh, using DevOps techniques uh, at CryptoMiner, but mine's uh, Darrow. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Would someone who's running this Kubernetes instance be likely to detect this, or would they see a you know a sudden spike in their in their usage? So it's interesting is that it, like it does a very clever job, like I said, using kind of leveraging you know terms. Like uh, there is a, a a default uh, kind of uh, binary in a in a uh, Kubernetes cluster called pause, and it's kind of empty uh, by default. Uh, and actually, the adversary takes advantage of that and and, and calls their their minor pause. <laughs> so it looks just like uh, you would normally. Um, and then um, you won't see as much on the, on the CPU front because it's kind of masqueraded inside the, the Kubernetes cluster as a pod. Uh, and, so, and it's very efficient. So it doesn't really make as much noise either. So, so you have to kind of understand kind of what you're looking for. Uh, in a quick glance, you might not see it. But if you have you know, the ability to, to monitor uh, at a, at a, from a threat perspective uh, with some technology, then you can, you can see it. And, and Falcon Cloud Security can see it. So it's, that's why we, can, we have an actual detection for it. You can actually see the capabilities. Yeah. Now, one of the things you pointed out in your research here was that evidently there are some uh, competing campaigns here. There, there's a there's a Monero campaign that's also trying to come at this the same way. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, everyone, uh, everyone looks for the best real estate uh, and uh, <laughs> they don't have a problem sticking it to their friends either. So, um, so, you know, and those CPU cycles are precious. So anything they can do to uh, get rid of a competitor uh, and give themselves more breathing room to do what they have to do, uh, you know, the adversary uh, has no shame in doing it. So this this Monero campaign, they they will come in using the same sorts of methods, and if they see the Darrow campaign, they boot them out and install their own stuff. Yes, and they'll uh, and they'll do it rudely. <laughs> they'll they'll just wipe it out, and uh, and they'll uh, the the Monero campaign will will infect the host OS, so they'll go even a level deeper. So it's a little yeah. a little noisier, um, but. Uh, you know, needless to say, uh, they want to as much real estate for themselves to do their job. Right. No honor among thieves. None. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, ways to stop this. I mean, uh, how do organizations best protect themselves? Oh, that's 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 a great question. I mean, I mean, uh, one thing you need to do is just make sure that your APIs to your Kubernetes cluster uh, are have authentication turned on. Uh, very, very basic thing. It it tends not to be on the default because it adds friction. Uh, managing authentication in Kubernetes can be a little tricky. Uh, so uh, the incentives to do it uh, sometimes can be low. But that's a very basic thing to do. But it certainly, you know, keeps them out uh, if you do a, a good job of it. That's that's the primary way to keep them out. Um, you know, the second thing is just make sure you have a good, uh, you know, security monitoring system in place. You know, so, you know, if you have something that has a Kubernetes protection capability, so you can monitor what's happening with your Kubernetes control plane, as well as what's happening with your, you know, your pods and your, and your clusters, then, uh, you know, that's definitely a, another way to do it. You know, keeping ever vigilant uh, is right. always helpful. And of course, uh, at least privilege principles, you know, that, that's common against any, you know, make sure that, you know, people have the, the need to know and the right to use uh, and keep those privileges down. Is that a matter of um, looking at behavioral things? You were saying, you know, keeping an eye on these, uh, just looking for activity that is outside of the the band of what is expected. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, if you can see, uh, it's a it's a combination of understanding how the process trees uh, within the, the application are formed, but it's also the combination of those uh, processes and how they're invoked, uh, and that's where having uh, the ability to not just monitor the uh, activity of your Kubernetes environment, but also being able to create detections around what combinations of these processes, when sewed together, represent uh, an indicator of an attack. And, and that's kind of where, you know, CrowdStrike comes in. Do you all have any idea who might be behind this or what part of the world they're coming from? Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty novel. Uh, it's, it, you know, we, uh, you know, attributions, uh, always a little tricky in these, in these cases, especially with this particular type of, uh, Bitcoin uh, technology, uh, unlike Monero, uh, which uses your standard, you know, kind of wallets and proxies, uh, this uses like a community wallet. Very difficult to trace. So uh, it's one of the reasons why you know, you know cyber criminals uh, particularly enjoy its uh, its merits. Thanks to Scott Fanning from CrowdStrike for joining us. The research looks into the first ever Darrow cryptojacking operation targeting Kubernetes infrastructure. We'll have a link in the show notes. (music) 
And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and Zero Trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their sassy journey, visit netskope.com. The Cyberwire Research Saturday podcast is a production of N2K Networks. Proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. This episode was produced by Liz Urban and senior producer Jennifer Iben. Our mixer is Elliot Peltzman. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. <laughs>